Okay, we're ready. Hi, hi, and welcome everybody to another uh, Katase Healing Talk. I am here with my wonderful friends, Laura and Kay. Hi, you guys. Hi. And today we are going to talk about humanity in the throes of changing times. What's happening, really, and why? Ancient people from around the world, including the pre-dynastic Egyptians and the Peruvian Katase people, the Hedekas, have talked about that we will find ourselves in these times for thousands of years. The backward turning wheel is finally falling apart and this world is ending. Some say it has already ended and we are moving into a new one. What that new world will look like is up to us. So the question for today's talk to Kay is, or the questions are, what are today's events about and what is our place in them? And how can we have the greatest influence on a positive change for the world and humanity? Okay. Hi. Hi again, Laura. Hi, Kay. Hi. Welcome, everybody. And let's get to it. Okay. The ancients, both the pre-dynastic Egyptians and the ancient Peruvians, the head of his people, they have been talking for thousands of years about this time. This time, specifically, it's been predicted. They're talking about these cycles of things, the especially the bigger cycles, the great cycles, and how they come around and around and around. And some of them are like 26,000 years. We've heard that being mentioned. The Mayan calendar works on 26,000 years on that big cycle. And there's others that are bigger than that. There's some that are smaller than that. We have several of them that are converging all at once right now, right in our time, right in the middle of this piling up of these different cycles, the ending of the cycles and the beginning of a new cycle. And they describe the times that we're in as being very, very hectic, very troubled, very violent, very warlike, a lot of um, anger and fear and hatred and distrust, resentment, all those things, extremely prevalent and being promoted, being instigated. So as we find ourselves, the earlier part of the 21st century, and for a good hundred years, we have been starting to touch into these cycles and starting to feel the pull of them and the changes of them. One of the main things that is noticed for the last at least a hundred years, probably a little bit more than that, we're going back into the 1800s, the end of the 1800s. And the culture is starting to change drastically. 
speeding up in a lot of ways, dropping all kinds of old ideas, taking on new ideas, new beliefs, new, new ways of wanting to explore possibilities of life. The introduction of science into our lives in a really big way and technology questioning religions. We could see the beginning patterns of established religions falling apart. They're, they aren't able to hold themselves together, certainly aren't able to hold the grip that they had on the populace the way they used to. So what the ancients talk about these current times is that we are starting to wake up out of many centuries of oppression and being in a stupor, being asleep. And we just see this, this little sprinklings of it a hundred years ago, 120 years ago, and they're increasing and they're increasing with it, we start to see more violence, more wars, more violence, more killing, maiming. In some ways, a whole lot more ill health brought on by any number of different things. The lack of proper nutrition, disease that's prevalent at the time, we're, we're looking at the poison from our technology. The inventors of the technology get so in love with themselves and their technology and their brilliance, they just don't stop to look or question whether the results of their technology is going to be harmful to the people or to animals, or to the plants, or the soil, or the, the whole earth, to the water, the air. And they don't care. Our ideas of commerce, economics, capitalism is taking this huge sweep, this huge rise. And the concept becoming more and more prevalent that Capitalism is really good, and the more wealth you have, the better everything is, the better you are, and you're the best, and you're at the top of the stack, top of the ladder, better than everybody else. And so it starts this snowball of the hierarchy that's been here for thousands of years, increasing, getting more and more and more intense. And the bottom of the ladder and the top of the ladder are getting farther and farther apart. We see an incredible rise in the concept that has been very, very prevalent, even dominant in lots of parts of our modern culture through thousands of years. And that is, it's okay to do whatever it is you want at the expense of other. Do whatever you want to better yourself, your wealth, better the 
your status of power in the population. It's okay. It's a good thing. It means that you're the best and you're the boss and you can do whatever you want. And it doesn't matter that it's at the expense of other. When we look at the ancient teachings, to do whatever it is you want at the expense of other is probably one of the biggest injuries, crimes, sin, when I use that kind of word, that a person could do is to do something that's for your own personal benefit, but it harms other. And that could be the land, the water, the soil, the plants, the animals, the people. And this dynamic of this happening in our culture is just escalated through the decades. And we're seeing it at a peak right now. The ancients talk about in these cycles that we're coming to a very important piece of the really big cycle, and that's the end of this era. The end of this era. And they've talked about this era as being an upside-down and backwards-turning wheel. Our culture is based on this upside-down and backwards-turning energy. Destroys everything. Destroys everything in its path. And it's always, everything about that is always at the expense of other. And this is coming to an end. We're at the end of this era, this world. And this wheels, as it turns, it tears itself apart. And we've reached a place where it can't turn anymore. It's losing too many of its parts. Everything's cracking and, and shattering and falling apart. And this is the end of our world, our time, our era. As this happens... As this wheel is falling apart, all the people who have a huge investment in this upside-down, backwards-turning wheel, and they've been the ones making the most profit of all kinds, and the most power, and the most control over others, and doing the most actions that are at the expense of others. These people are fast becoming a minority and they can't keep control of everything that they have created. They can't make it continue. So they're desperate. They're very desperate. And they get crazier. The more desperate they get, the more things fall apart, the crazier they get. And so they, they dream up new crazier technologies, new and crazier ideas of ways to control people and force people to do and be exactly what they want to fit their picture. But it doesn't work like it used to because at the same time, the populace, the 
billions of people, humans on the planet Earth, have been starting to wake up more and more and more with every decade. And more people are waking up, and each of these individuals are waking up more and more and more as these decades have passed on. And they're helping others to wake up. They're sharing their information. This whole populace, this billions of people, when you stack them up against the very, very few of the elite at the top of the heap who have been the main controllers and perpetrators of the backwards turning wheel, there's no contest. The backwards turning wheel people, they're losing. And so as they lose, the end of this world is just more and more and more obvious. They're losing control and they know it. And so they just get really screaming bonkers. They get louder and louder and meaner and harder and harsher, trying to maintain what they thought they had before. And they can't. They can't. They're dying away. They're gonna, the whole, that whole group, that whole way of thinking, that whole energy is dying away. We could certainly see it around us. And all of these last ditch efforts to try to keep control of people, the whole COVID event with all of its parts and pieces, all of the distancing and the masks and the keeping people locked down and away from each other, not allowing people to meet, to gather together, starting to do more and more and more censoring on the internet and the TV and radio. And they can't keep up. When we look at it, and we're only looking at that piece, it looks really terrifying. It looks like the world's really coming to an end and everybody, everything in it, we're all going to be slaves and imprisoned in one way or another and have no freedoms in our lives whatsoever, that we're going to lose everything. And the ancients assure us that that's impossible. They can't do it. They can't succeed. And they've known this for 12,000 years, 20,000, 30,000 years. They, they keep telling the same stories. They keep telling the same predictions about what to expect at these particular end times. And we have a lot of similarities to other end times that humanity has been through before. But this one's more intense, much more intense. And this time we have the best chance, the biggest chance. So they call it a win. We've already won. All of that, that old dictatorship, totalitarianship 
mentality is, is going to be gone. And with it are, are all the kind of things that they did and they made on our planet that they thought was a, a really great idea because it helped them control more things and make more money. But it has taken a bad toll on our health, our mental health, mental ability, our intelligence. It's taken its toll on the health of the soil and the water and the air, the plants, the animals. We have garbage islands in the middle of the ocean. We have all kinds of garbage, all sorts in all kinds of other places, stashed away or piled up just on the ground, maybe being ugly, very ugly and very smelly. It's all going to go. How that comes about, that's what these times are all about. We're, the ancients say that, that our old world has died. It's, that's done. The old world died. It's still falling apart, and the people who ran it are trying hard to pick up all the pieces that that broke off the upside-down, backwards-turning wheel, shove them together and make a new wheel, and it doesn't work. They've been doing that for centuries, and it just doesn't work because that energy tears itself apart as it moves, and it's torn itself apart as much as it possibly can. There's nothing left to be torn apart. We just have the straggling pieces that we need to clean up. Their instructions are don't follow what people have done in the past, which is try to pick up all those pieces that you know you're familiar with because that was our culture. Don't pick up the broken pieces up off the ground and shove them together trying to make a new world out of all those old broken pieces, you can't. Never works. We're sitting on the bridge between the dead world and the birthing new world. We're on the bridge. We're called the bridge people. This is the bridge time. And in the bridge time, it's time for us, humanity, to wake up more and more and more as much as we possibly can each individual, and put our heads together, put our knowledge together, put our feelings together, our emotions and our feelings about things that we love, things that we want to see in our world. How do we want our world to be? How do we want our world to look? What do we want around us? I think most of us would say, well, the first things that I'd like to see gone are are all this nasty garbage everywhere. And according to the ancients and according to what aliens have, have told humans, a lot of abductees, contactees talk about this. This cleanup is not that hard to do. And there's all kinds of technologies, fancy ones, they're kind of technologies, they don't hurt the earth when they're used. They don't hurt living things when they're used. But we can clean these things up 
very rapidly. We're going to have all the pavement, all the highways gone. We could have most of our vehicles gone. We have the knowledge and ability to build the number of vehicles that we actually need and use in an intelligent way that won't hurt uh, living things, won't hurt the land, that we can use uh, hovercraft, like flying saucer kind of hovercraft or other, other kind of things that we haven't thought of yet, we haven't invented yet. But these are the new ways, the new things. Uh, it's been said by a lot of people who are in the position to know that those powers that be that are dying away have had these technologies for decades. Free energy, crafts that can take us anywhere, even teleportation devices that could teleport us to different places around the planet. They have the technology, they use it. They're just not sharing it because it doesn't profit them. But those things are going to come to the forefront. They're going to become public access, public knowledge. And we'll be able to change our technologies, all of them, while we're cleaning our beautiful planet up and putting it back to the garden that it once was. It was an incredible garden with huge, diverse numbers of different animals, different plants, soils that were so alive and so rich and full of microbes and water, pristine water and sunlight and that go down many, 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 many feet, 20 feet, 30 feet, 50 feet deep, black soil, beautiful, rich, dark, wonderful, alive, life-giving soil. And it doesn't have to take us 20,000 years to build it. There are ways to build it much faster. We need to think in whole new ways. We need to drag our attention out of all the public cesspool of, of the crazy people, the backwards turning wheel, and instead of being obsessed with all of their antics and listening to them, watching them, talking about them incessantly, start learning how to build the world we want and focusing on that, focusing on love. We want a world that is built out of love and a world that is built out of, out of song, knowledge of self, song or spirit. And song to song, song to song. That's how the ancients talked about communication, about living, living awake. And, and living a beautiful life is to be able to relate from your heart, your spirit, your love to 
other things that are alive. That could be humans, animals, plants, the soil, the water, the air, the spirits, the aliens even. Heart to heart, song to song, spirit to spirit, really feeling that connectedness. Building our future based on love means building a future of connectedness, learning how to be aware of just how incredibly connected we are and how beautiful that is. It's astoundingly beautiful. And we, each of us, everything that's alive is just astoundingly beautiful. And that beauty, that beauty is everywhere. Even though we have a lot of our industrialized ugliness, if you know how to look past that, you know what to look for, what to feel for. It's a feel thing. There's beauty everywhere. And as we're building the new world, that new world is going to have even more beauty. More beauty. So that's the beginning of that story. <laughs> so what do you two have to say or, or question? Thank you, Kay. It's beautiful. This is the most, I mean, they're all very, your talks are often very uplifting, <clears throat> but this, you have never, I don't remember you being this direct that, that they can't succeed. They cannot. I don't think I have heard you say that before. This is inspiring because right now out there, what it looks like. <laughs> looks like caca. <laughs> it's a very polite way of putting it. <laughs> but this is beautiful. Thank you. It is my honor, always. <laughs>